0: Two nine point eight 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 six six five, negative nine seven point nine Taylor swallowed, staring longingly at the water fountain on the wall. Can I finish the mission before it sets in? She shook her head. Not worth figuring out. But where do the academics get their water? She straightened trying to look the part of a La Paz-drugged worker. Her utilitarian beige uniform made her fit in with the rest of the drones running the Neo Engine factory. She shuffled amongst the drones while they went about completing mundane tasks, in their La Paz-forced obedience. Taylor tried to keep her face blank, not showing her fear or her thirst. Her water supply had run out two days before, while she watched the academics rotate through their guard. Uncertainty kept her pinned in her hiding place in the stairwell, but she figured out the guard's schedule now. She considered following a woman as she left her guard post, taking her water, but the risk was not warranted. If a guard's body was found, the academics would go on alert, and Taylor's mission would fail. The multi-story building in San Marcos was just one of dozens left behind from the old world. Taylor was amazed that the electricity and water still worked, despite an obvious lack of maintenance. The tiled floor of the lobby was chipped and broken in several places, and the glass panes of the revolving front door were covered in spidery cracks. Despite the damage sustained during the gas crises and the neo-engine war, the factory was clean and free from debris. Janitorial drones, identified by their faded blue coveralls, swept and mopped or washed windows. Taylor heard them vacuuming every now and then. She had a blue jumpsuit stashed in her bag if she needed to impersonate one of the cleaning crew. The state kept the complement of guards at this factory to a minimum. Smart, she thought. It had taken several months for the resistance to figure out the location. Would have been a lot easier if we had more people to follow in in and out The state must keep other factories close by because it was difficult to power remote locations. The resistance could bring down power lines or disrupt water flow far too easily for the state to work outside the grid. Eliminating this factory would cause a serious shortage of neo-engines, maybe enough to turn the tide to the resistance for a while. If the state couldn't power their copters, tanks, or trucks, the resistance could quickly gain the upper hand. Taylor realized she was walking too quickly as she passed a drone. She slowed down, pacing herself next to the drone. Fitting in was easy enough. Walking with an aloof air, moving at a slow but steady shuffle. Complacency could get her killed. She suppressed a grim smile. Getting killed is the least of my concerns, she thought. Getting killed before mission complete, that's the thing that scares me. She tried to take her mind off her thirst. Passing another water fountain did not help. She thought back to the day she felt a lump in her stomach. Anger and bitterness crashed into her that day, when the HQ nurse told her that cancer swept through her body, already spread too far for removal. Taylor lashed out at the nurse, asking if he had anything more than a few years training with a first aid kit. She apologized after, but still felt guilty. The cancer wasn't anyone's fault, not even hers. She had lived as healthy as anyone could while constantly on the run. That she had made it so long without taking a bullet, or worse, taking La Paz again, was a miracle. A miracle she did not understand, but would use as best she could. A few more months. Painful months. I always felt sorry for the ones sent out, knowing they would not come back. Even though she was ready for the mission a few weeks ago, she waited for several days until Orum showed up. Orum saw every suicide mission off, no exceptions. He spent the day with her, asking her questions, writing down her answers. You're a hero, he said. We need to remember all the heroes. We'll need your strength even after you're gone. She remembered that conversation well. She had blushed at Orum's attention. I'm not a hero. I'm dying anyway. Have you fought the state this whole time because you're already dying? She shook her head. He spoke again. Why do you fight?